looks like it's you that he wants. I'm not gonna let him kill you. You're no evil. You're no evil. Try anything and you cancel, bro. Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. Today we're doing a swerve, we're doing a popcorn and chill, and uh, I'm joined by a special guest, Alex Sanchez. What's up brother, how you been? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Now, we've been having hell trying to get just started today, and in general trying to get started because I've wanted to get your take on the texas chainsaw massacre uh franchise and then i personally did not know that a new movie was coming out and lo and behold netflix comes out with this new installment not a not a sequel to any of the other previous movies just a straight sequel to the first one first and foremost let the people know who you are what you what you do just the amazing artwork. First of all, he is an artist, a physical artist, and floor is yours, brother. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, but um, like you said, I'm Alex Sanchez. I the creator, owner, writer, artist, inker, colorist, and for uh, Dark Clown Studios, um, I have comic books. I do prints, do local horror conventions and stuff, and. I've been a lifelong Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. When I first moved to Austin in 07, I managed to find all the major filming locations and, you know, a lot of fence jumping and trespassing. But, you know, I really get a lot of cool videos and a lot of cool pictures. But so. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad you're having me on here to talk about this new uh, direct sequel to the original. So. I've been, yeah. been waiting for it to come out, but the, the last current movie they filmed in Bulgaria was called Leatherface, and that really didn't float my boat too much. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, back in October, uh, I didn't. I don't have a lot of horror movie franchises on uh, the palette of episodes that I have. This, I mean, being number 61. I did do a couple around Halloween time for the first two years, and then this past or this past October, I just decided, you know what, fuck it, just I did a whole month long in last March, you know, to celebrate the birth, uh, the anniversary of the podcast. I was like, you know what, let me just go ahead and do the same thing for all these other franchises. Like, why wait till next October to cover Child's Play and Hellraiser? And, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was on, I would say, the docket, I guess. I don't know. And then I had you in mind. But at the same time, it's kind of hard because, like, I always go on Twitter and I say, if anybody wants to do it, hit me up. And then crickets, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so pushing, like, asking people and at the same time finding the perfect window to, to come together and knock out an episode or, you know, talk about a movie. 
And then I just remember thinking, I just, I mean, I just assumed you were busy with either conventions or, or everything else that you do. And I was like, man, should I ask? And then you were on That's Wild with my boy, my boys Tito and Everett. And I just really liked that episode. I got to know you a little bit better. And so I was like, man, I, I just, I did, I missed my shot to ask him because it's already November. It's already Thanksgiving time. So I'm like, fuck. And then I was like, well, maybe next year or maybe during March or, you know, and then I shot you a message or something and you, you were down for it. And like I said, we got to find that window of when well, everything I, were available. I'll so, tell you what, I'll, I'll be on your show whenever you want. You don't have to be afraid to ask because I'm. You know, I like this stuff. I want to support, and you know, you you oh, don't have yeah. to be afraid to ask. You just text me, call me, and say, "Hey, I got this idea. What do you think?" And I'll, I'll be there. I'll Pretty make sure, time, brother. Yeah, I say, we we both like and share each other's stuff, and and I mean, the closest thing I I am to an artist is me drawing a little stick figure running Mexican with a hat, sombrero, <laughs> through the monte. You know, so I'm like, eh. But I have a lot of respect for a lot of people that like like yourself, Mike, Roger, that are artists and, you know, they can just pull out a napkin on, you know, in a restaurant, and just feel like jotting something down. And then like, you know, I tip my hat to that talent. You know what I mean? That That's funny you say that. And I appreciate it because I have done uh, tips like that on a napkin or something for uh, a waiter or waitress. Because oh, so, they'll see me doodling while I'm waiting on my food, and they'll be like, "Hey, what is that? Or can I have that?" I'm like, "Yeah, you won't have to tip me, but you know, I just want that." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, but you know, you, you still tip them. Everybody's got to make a living." Yeah. So, but I just appreciate oh, yeah. their, you know, something I just playing around with that somebody wants is kind of cool, you know. That's better. That's better. Uh, so, like I was saying, I wanted to get you on the the episode that we covered last week. Uh, but for scheduling ish, uh, stuff had came up and, and so I decided, you know what? Okay, cool. Whatever you want to discuss, I don't know why I'm looking down, whatever you want to discuss, either this franchise, another franchise, whatever. And then I did want to talk about the, the Netflix movie because, you know, I saw it and they're, we can get right into it. They're basically doing what they did in Halloween and yeah. Terminator where they're bringing the, the strong female lead back and there was no like everything is is trying like not remakes but like re-sequels i guess if that makes yeah, sense. yeah i like, like i like that term you use re-sequels because it's kind of like a, a reboot but a sequel at the same time so it's, yeah it's i mean halloween perfect because i was in the first timeline she had a daughter she was dead but then in H2O, the daughter, they flipped the script on that timeline and just said, no, this is her. And yeah, and then resurrection and then she dies. So and then remakes happen. And it's it's so fucking confusing. That's I mean, that's what happens, dude, when like when like the creator loses a license to a franchise and somebody else can say, well, we're going to do it. You know, it's like when people take over a franchise. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to make it this way. I want to make it my way. Instead of just staying true to the original form, like kind of like what Disney's doing with Star Wars, you know, they're, they're, they're turning into Disney Star Wars and they're like, F George Lucas's Star Wars. We're going to make it our own and have a whole new generation of fan base. And that's what happens like with 
Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. When, the, when people take over a franchise, they think they're smart by rebooting it or let's make it this way now, but they're just taken away from the nostalgia and the originality of what made it popular in the first place to try to turn it into something it's not. Yeah, they're like making a pizza and like midway through the cooking of the pizza, hey, add some pineapples and add some pepperoni. Hey, add some bacon. And then it's not cooked all the way through, like from beginning to like, this is, we're veering off, which is nothing new on this show where we veer off of, of other things. But George Lucas had in his mind what Star Wars the first movie was. Right. That's it. I don't, I don't believe he had, maybe he had an idea for the sequels, but he just was like, you know, whatever, this is my baby. I want this to come out and whatever comes of it, we'll just go, go with it, you know, go with the flow. That's why Empire is so good because you took what we saw in the first movie, it blew up. Oh yeah. It became oh like a huge success. And so now he has room to play with his toys in a way, you know what I mean? Like, He's got the money to do what he wants and go where he wants with it. Vader's his dad. and Oh, and then later on in the trilogy, Leah's his sister. And then that whole kind of issue of like, well, well, he kissed his sister. Stuff like that, like stuff later down the road. That's why it's like, it was never planned. Like the first trilogy, okay, boom, 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 act one, which is the first movie, act two, and then the, the finishing movie, the end, I'm done. No, it was the first movie. And then he kind of, Went along. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And the prequels came out. People hated the prequels because diehard fans grew up with the original trilogy. And then now you're like, oh, we're going to get Vader as a kid. It's like that yeah. Pat Oswald, Pat Oswald stand up where he talks about the prequels. It's like, that's its own little thing. And I know you're a diehard Star Wars fan. It, well, it is. To me, Star Wars is like, it's people got realized like it's a generational thing like i grew up with the original trilogy my son grew up with the prequels he likes the prequels more than the original but you know it's and like there's a new generation of disney star wars fans that it seems like they never watched the other movies and they're just going by with what they see now but it's 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 a generational thing is, is all it really is and that's what it to me that's what it comes down to it's you know, it's yeah. whatever generation you grew up in, like, like you said, we're going off topic, but you know, my favorite James Bond was Roger Moore. My dad's favorite James Bond was Sean Con or Sean Connery. It's like it's just everything is a is a generational thing. So whoever yeah, came yeah. out during your generation is going to be your favorite, of course. That's one of the craziest franchises. If you think it's almost like Batman in a way, the character played by different actors. And almost some of them they're canon, like some are actual sequels. But like each Bond movie, for me, it's like each Bond movie is its own movie. Right. Almost like Reacher or, or what Reacher, Jack Ryan. The character Jack Ryan comes out on all these movies, Hunt for Red October, Some of All Fears, and they're all played by different people. And so um, that's just, that's great. For me, that's like, that's cool. That's something, you know, Maybe I can get into that as a friend because I do the whole actors of you know as a franchise. But like, what about like characters? Like, I was tinkering with that idea of of like the Bond franchise and then the uh, Jack Ryan as a character. Which actor? Which movie did this character come in that really wasn't 
that that was just random things, you know, that I'm kind of tinkering with because you can only find so many bad sequels. You know what I mean? Right. Like like you said, James Bond's it's they're it's a franchise, but it's a, their own movie. It's like Indiana Jones. It's a franchise, yeah. but it's their own movie. They're not like they you know sequels that. to the other one. Yeah. Indiana Jones should be like that. Find another actor. Why do you keep bringing up Harrison, Harrison Ford? I love yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah. But, but I mean, he was kind of already one foot in the hole, one foot in the banana peel with the Kingdom Skull. Yeah, that Bring movie. Somebody was, in, yeah. 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 They did but, it for Mad Max, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's 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 you know, if, if it's not a sequels or continuations of a storyline, you don't need the same actor. It's kind of like you yeah. said, like with James Bond. Yeah, but back to what we're what we're going to, uh, 2022's Netflix sequel, the the Texas Chair. They put the wreck in it, right or no? Yeah, they did put the the, and it's like it's a sequel, but it's got the same name as the previous first, one. first right. movie. So I was like, eh, okay, cool. Right off the bat, we get uh, I guess uh, the typical kind of like. So the, the the writing or whatever from all the previous movies, like oh, back in eighteen nineteen. Yeah, the little little flashback photo yeah. of the gang and everything in the van. So now, please be don't be shy to correct me. I have I've seen bits and parts of the first movie, and since I was trying to research for, I would say research. I went and watched the kill count on YouTube on how many people died in the movie. And stuff. Have you ever seen those uh, YouTube videos? No, I haven't watched those. So it, yeah, it basically goes down to each movie and it summarizes the movie at the same time uh, keeps account of people that died along the way. And so I got to see a little bit more of the stuff. I I never really remembered watching the third movie, but I always figured parts of the third movie happened in the next generation. And then when I watched next generation and then these parts didn't happen, I was like, well, I saw it somewhere. I kind of met, I realized I meshed the two movies together in a way. Right. The actor, the, the, the black man in, in the third movie, what is his name? I can't remember. Off the Ken Corey. He, he was in the devil's rejects, right? Yeah. And he's also was in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake. That's where Michael Myers got his yes. uniform from. That's correct. That and I might guy. say he's from Indiana, where I'm from, so I just want to throw that in. Okay. See, I thought he was in Next Generation for some reason, but like I said, I meshed the two movies together, and so now I'm more intrigued to go back and rewatch Leatherface as a whole, just for part, just so I can watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's good. It, it's a good watch. I think. And then I remember. Like I had said, I hadn't watched the first one. I've seen scenes and parts and whatnot, all clips and everything else. But it was the second movie I saw from the radio station where Chop Top is uh, yeah. first to yeah. the rest of the movie. And so, like I said, doing the research for the podcast, I'm like, now I want to go back and watch every single one of them. And then I am know I'm going to talk to you, so you're going to throw some knowledge my way, and I'm going to be like, I'm be like that meme with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what he was talking about. That's what I, he was I talking could, about. Yeah, I could take up your whole time when we just do like a separate movie each podcast. Yeah. You would have plenty of so, material. Hell yeah. So y'all be on the lookout. Me and Alex, I'm going to watch the movie and then we're going to get into the details of each movie and uh, we'll take it from there. So this movie, 
starts off, like I said, with the little um, recap of what happened in the first. Sally doesn't die. She doesn't go into the hospital. She becomes a Texas Ranger. Yeah. What is your take on the Sally character coming back as Sarah Connor? Yeah, I uh, I wasn't. I don't know because <laughs> if you did your show on part four last week, right? Yes, that's out well, now. Well, if, if you remember at the end, <laughs> that was her in the hospital bed. Yeah. So, and to make her a Texas Ranger, it's it's. To me, it was kind of a a good idea, but at the same time, it's like, did she become a Texas Ranger just to hunt for Leatherface? She said she was looking for him for like thirty to forty years. Forty, yeah, it, like. And it's like, this was like supposedly fifty years later, but how come it took her so long to find him when they were in the same area? Yeah, it didn't take you her know, long, did it? Nope, didn't take her long to get to that spot when she heard that got that call from that store owner to, you know, and so it's the premise of the movie. It it was I can understand why they took it the way they did because you know that's what the movies are doing now. But like to make her, uh, to make it fifty years later and to say she was been hunting him for thirty or forty years. So why did she give up the last 10? Is she retired? Is she, what, you know, yeah. it's like that the, the years just don't add up to me. I, I had a hard time with that. You know what to, I mean? To take a character who was basically traumatized at the end of the first movie. And then, like you said, we see her at the end of the fourth movie. But uh, if you listen back, Rocky brings up a point like that's not it was it, it's a regular hospital. What is she other than just for a cameo? appearance what was the point of having her being pushed on a gurney in a regular hospital wouldn't she be in in like a an asylum or something or some right. kind of like because like she was, she was whacked out the first yeah now he did bring up a part where she is uh she's seen in the uh the remake right like she's talking to jessica Biel's character yeah so the character sadly has been brought back numerous uh, couple the, times yeah yeah, and so I, she passed away, the original actress. I can't think of her name. And then this lady is a different actress playing the character, correct? Yeah, right. So. The, and and it's like she's been brought back. I think they just do that for nostalgia purposes, back yeah. doing those little cameos. Because, you know, back then, like I said, when different creators get a hold of these movies, they just – you know, it's almost like they have free reign. Like it's, they're they're not told, well, don't do this and remember this happened. It's like you know, yeah. we're going to use our own timeline. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And it's like it's like yeah. picking your team for dodgeball. I want this right. guy. I want this right. guy. That dude. It's, hell yeah, he's six foot tall. He's got a mustache and isn't still still is in sixth grade. I want him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so they just pick and choose what they want to use, and that's it. Now the storyline. I find it funny because he, whoever the, whoever the, the, the writer or the director, I'm going to say, let's say, I can't, I don't have any names off the top of my head of who, who made the this director is from Austin. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's from Austin, but I, why they film it in Bulgaria? Everybody keeps telling me because it's a lot cheaper. So that's, I'm guessing that's why they filmed the last two recent ones in Bulgaria, but mm. 
But the uh, story of Gen Zers buying a an abandoned town, town right? Like, I'm no, I'm not. I'm gonna say they're probably in their mid twenties, college age, twenty, you know, twenty one right. to twenty twenty. I'm I'm in my early thirties, and I was waiting. I was like hoping everybody of those, every one of those motherfuckers, to get axed because, like. The the way people are today, where like that scene in the bus, let's just get to it. Where he the, there's being videotaped, and the guy tells him, I'm, "You're gonna get canceled, bro." You're gonna get canceled, yeah. I couldn't yeah. wait for him to get fucking chainsawed in half. And uh, my uh, Rocky made a point that throughout all the movies, there hasn't really been a chainsaw massacre where he goes in it with the chainsaw, right. It, and he, he kills it, individuals, but never yeah, a massacre. Doesn't go, doesn't go ham on everybody. And this bus scene really made the movie, in my opinion, like I guess when people first when they first came out, people were like, "This is dumb," or "That don't make no sense," or they, everybody, everybody wants to find something to shit on. The whole right. Gen Z, you know, the Gen Zers buying a town. I mean, we're gonna get back to that point, but them getting axed because they all came in this hip, uh, this. Pimp My Ride exhibit uh, tour bus or something. And yeah. It's... What, what's your take on that scene? Let's just get this out of the way. Well, this, honestly, it's, it's going to go a little off topic again, but... Go for it, brother. I always find, like, I, I look for originality and stuff. And this movie was not original at all, because, honestly, what that bus scene reminded me of was Darth Vader going down that corridor in Rogue One. Yes. How he was just tearing everybody up. Nobody can go anywhere. He was just going right down the little hallway, but instead it was a bus, and he was just fucking going going into people. And this, But that's exactly the first thought that came to my mind was the comparing it to Darth Vader in Rogue One during that scene on the... And that's exactly how I pictured it. It it was a good scene, but hopefully we'll discuss it more. But what was good about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, you hardly ever saw any blood in that movie. Hardly ever. I don't even think you've seen any, hardly. But yeah, for, there's really no for, like, gruesome scenes. Like The scene where the... Just uh, creepy. The mechanic gets uh, attacked by Leatherface in this movie. That was probably as gruesome as the Walking Dead Negan Glean uh, the Glean Glenn scene, where yeah. his head gets bashed in, and that's and you're seeing it. You're not seeing a cutaway or like blood spatter. You're seeing right. it actually happen. Well, with technology nowadays, we're able to do that. Even with uh, what's the term? With just regular effects, you know, making a dummy, making you know making it look as realistic as possible and then going at it with a hammer. They didn't even do that in the previous movies, but it was, for me, I think it was a suspense, almost like a thriller movie. It was a creep. It was a creep factor because it was like, they didn't need it back then for those type of movies to be made. But now everybody wants, you know, Oh, I got to have a cell phone. I got it. They got it. It's to me, it would be hard to make a movie nowadays, like you said, when that guy got, you know, pulled out his camera and said, you're going to get canceled. Well, it, it kind of sucks nowadays because 
now you have to explain, oh, because, you know, everybody's thinking, why don't you just call somebody? Why don't you just call for help? And so now you got to explain having a cell phone or having a laptop and sending messages out. So yeah, it's, it's to be like a scene where they're trying to get a signal or something. Right, exactly. So that kind of takes away from it a little bit. But I mean, the bus scene, it, I, it, it's kind of hard because, like I said, I'm old school. I like the original where there's hardly any blood, just creep factor. But I can see why they did it. Just, you know, because they, they, like you were talking about earlier for doing the, the Halloween remake with, but this one with Rob Zombie is like, in the new in the Friday the Thirteenth remake, they made them so much more brutal and in you know, like killers and this and that that they have mm. to show that extreme side of them because that's you know even though in the original take on them you you knew they were like that but we didn't saw it but yeah. you know Rob Zombie made Michael Myers that way in in his movie and um they did it with jason just made him fast and brutal and just killing machines and that's what i think that's what they're doing with leatherface is just even though he's 70 years old 77 years old in this movie he was just like this fast killing mindless killing machine but his character really wasn't like that in the original ones he he killed for a purpose in the original but this one it was like he just became a mindless killer kind of like a jason you know and it it, it kind of took away from that a little from his character a little bit i took it as like he was he was pissed off that they caused the death of his mother figure now obviously but for so long he was in the care for the of this elderly woman 50 years 50, yeah, and so they don't go into detail of what happened after the first movie. They just you see him pop up. They get into a scuffle or, or an argument over who actually owns the property, the, either the 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 building itself or the or even the town. I think there was the the building that she had. Right, the orphanage. Yes, and so uh, the two Gen Zers. I guess she was like a celebrity chef, or they're both celebrity chefs at like yeah. twenty five years old, like. <laughs> but then, uh, at first of all, I'm like, okay, maybe they got on like Gordon Ramsay's Hell Kitchen or something or Master Chef because now they have a, like a dozen one of these reality shows where like they're all f- food competition. They have a whole Food Network deal. You know what I mean? Like it's that's the world we live in now. And so they probably got some or YouTube stars. Yeah, they got a TikTok where they're they're making uh, uh, chopped sandwiches in the in a local deli bodega or something. Josh, oh, the yeah, exactly, yeah. And but, so they they have a following, and so they of course they're making bank, and they just decide to do this whole. I guess they moved out of Texas, or they moved out of Texas. They moved out of Austin, found this place, and you get a little bit of a backstory because when they come across the sheriff, who's at the city limits, he kind of pulls them off to the side and kind of it almost intimidates them, but at the same time he learns that okay these people are. Uh, she said her mom was from that town or something, and so he kind of yeah, like, clo- in the close by. Yeah, so, so he he kind of like okay, okay, well, you're one of us. Okay, well, we'll be in just touch. be respectful of the town. Yeah. And so they get in there. They got a bus of people of investors coming in. They see the the rebel flag hanging, and they automatically want to get that thing taken off. And. Uh, because they don't want to scare away these investors because we all know 
that flag rep nowadays that rep that flag represents yeah I, I have a hard time when movies like that bring politics into into yeah. it there there was really no need for that at all like I mean, I, you know there was no need to bring politics in, into it they that was kind of a pointless scene they could have came up with something better to go into the orphanage you know like oh let's, let's check this out and you know they didn't because that's the only reason why they went in there in the first place was because of the flag yeah and that's so, when they run into her now yeah the flag itself i mean i grew up watching uh, dukes of hazard reruns you know i'm sure you've seen dukes of hazard oh yeah let me just change up my camera a little bit hang on um and so that flag has that southern pride kind of mentality for from those shows and but nowadays it's it's we're not going to get into politics but like i understand the feeling of being offended by it because of what it represented back in the day and, and all that but it's just a different time different era i guess and so like i said they take it down they go into the house to take it down the mechanic now Previous movies, we see a random person. We think, oh, he's a good guy. Case in point, Leatherface, uh, part three. We think Viggo Mortensen's a good yeah, guy. Yeah. Being the head of the household, basically. And did you get that feeling that this guy was going to be that type of character? Like, oh, he's, he's the brother yeah. or something? No, I, I analyze these movies too much. And honestly, when they brought him they introduced him i thought this this guy's not going to be the the bad guy in the movie because every one of those movies start out like that like oh he's he wants to be kind hearted and help out but i i i didn't get that feeling from him you know i know they tried to play it off especially when he blew by him in his pickup yeah. truck but i didn't i didn't home. get that yeah i didn't <laughs> get that get that feeling from him from like I said, no, nah, this guy's going to end up doing something heroic, so. I had a feeling that he was going to be, he was going to butt heads, of course he did butt heads with uh, a couple of those people, and of course that one sister, we find out she's a survivor of a school shooting. Right, more and, politics. Yeah, and so it's like, could have done without that. It's good backstory, but they kind of, clear, like, he's kind of like, gauging who how she is who she is like oh yeah first time holding a gun right like i've been shot and she says oh i've been shot at and he automatically assumes oh drunk daddy so right there he probably yeah. had that same he probably had something like that happen to him right and he saw her bullet wound on yeah. her shoulder and it was like oh it must have been tough yeah and so that was that was pretty cool that was some good character i guess development but, yeah, I liked him in that. He was he was good because you you didn't know how to take him because he went from that scene to in the bus taking the keys. Yeah, and so you guys, you killed that woman. Prove it, you know. And so yeah. it's like he went from that nice guy to okay, your guys aren't leaving here. Now we got up to a, a, a I don't say a problem, but a point in the movie where we, oh, we got to get these keys from him to get away from the killer. Right. I, for some reason, I thought that the girl in the ambulance had the keys, but I think she had the keys to the car. Yeah, I, she had the, yeah. And so, um, when I first watched it, I didn't catch that part where he took the keys because I went, I had a restroom break and 
we don't pause in this house for whatever reason. No. Unless she needs to use the restroom and I'm just like, fuck, I'll wait for you. <laughs> but uh so I do my business, I come back, and so I missed that part. The second time around I saw it. I was like, okay, now I get why whenever he's getting beat the fuck up <laughs> by yeah, brutal, pretty brutal. That was probably the well, uh, besides the chainsaw Gen Zers, uh, pretty br- the freaking leg shot like misery popped into my head when he hits him with the hammer in the leg and he just goes, Oh, yeah, he still goes after him. He's like, Fuck it, I'm yeah. all or nothing. And the he could have gone through the window, but there was bars on it. I thought that was pretty badass, yeah. It was that, that was a good scene. I mean, like I said, they just made him so. Like like they've done with all the other characters when they reboot them, they just make them so brutal now. Like which is good. I mean, people like that stuff, but sometimes simple is best. But yeah. you know, it's 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 what they do now in the movies. They just you know they go above and beyond showing their brutality of, of how they should have been back in the day. I guess. Yeah. But so, um, been skipping around here and there. What was your first initial? thought about the scene when he in the ambulance the it reminded day. me of michael myers because you know except he wasn't the patient leatherface wasn't the patient he just went with this lady who cared for him for 50 years yeah so again it's like instead of a sheriff van or instead of an ambulance it was a sheriff's van and then yeah, he, it was like a one horse town kind of thing with like a right it went, and it went he just when she died, he just went ape shit, sort of like yeah. how when Michael Myers came to, you know, was alive to wanted to escape, he did that the exact same thing. So, again, it's, I know it's hard to find that originality, but, you know, it's stuff, I guess maybe it's because I watch these movies so much and pay attention to them that just yeah. stuff like that pops up into my head. But that that was a brutal scene, especially it's like he felt so bad that he cut her face off and wore it. Yeah. And so it's like that's the was his like to me that was like the his the sadness in him that she's gone, but he wants to remember her, so he took her face and put it on. And then when he started putting makeup on it later on, I thought that's where the pretty woman leather face came in i guess that they That's always what wanted to do. i was gonna ask you like in previous installments he would take the face of his victim was it because he felt sorry for killing them or like what do you what would what would be your take on the psyche of him taking taking a face yeah i think when he was like you really didn't know like what really face he had in the original but you knew in part two he had L, lg's face because when he skinned him alive, he put it on. So it's like, then he was almost just, I, I think maybe because he grew in age that maybe he was like not so psycho like that anymore to where he would just want to wear his victim's face because, you know, they didn't show him wearing one in, when they first seen him. In, yeah, in the, in the so dark it's story. like... So for 50 years, I'm guessing he didn't kill anybody. He just stayed in that orphanage. And then yeah. so I guess this was a, you know, after being with somebody for 50 years and not killing for 50 years, that's what I'm assuming. Like when yeah. she passed away, that was his way of, you know, keeping her alive was like, okay, I'm going to wear her face now. You know, maybe it was a, a 
like you said, a, a character development or a character change in him because, you know, if he was just locked up in that house for 50 years with her, he she wasn't out killing. She might have had him on like a strict, like she probably knew his history and was just like, you need to be a good boy, almost like psycho in a way where it's like, you need to be a good boy. You need to just stay in right. your room. I'll take care of everything. You're okay. It's everything's all right. You know, there's, that's why I think she had said something, you know, don't, don't go in my room. Right. Say she told him to just stay out of my room, but she, I'm assuming that's where he got the chainsaw at. Like she had all this stuff, kind of like put away, hidden. And, but he yeah, knew, and so he knew in order, to, like I got to get these motherfuckers. They killed my well, mama in a way. Like, the only part, the yeah. The only part I had with that though is like I was conflicted because I thought that, but then when the the girl in the van at or the at the beginning, when she was on the radio when she was saying he he's wearing her face and then that shop owner kind of stopped and looked like he knew so maybe they all knew the history of him yeah that's right that's right because remember when the shop to... owner walked he was walking out and, and he, heard he was her. like she's wearing he's wearing her face and he kind of just stopped and looked at the radio and that's when he called sally yeah that's so right. like so was he actually still killing people or was that they did they just know he probably history? knew his history and they knew that she was caring for him and then that when they probably when they heard he heard that he was like right well, something either but something happened again, to the lady if, or, or something happened where he's just saying fuck it i'm going back to my old ways right but then again if he knew the history of Leatherface, the shop owner, why didn't he call Sally earlier and said, hey, this guy is in our town in the orphanage like years before. Why did it take that moment That's for him true. to be like, call Sally? Like it, so he had to have known about him or the history of him, that so why didn't he call, huh? He had all that, that merchandise and stuff. And like, yeah. so he was kind of taking that whole, you know, hey, people are coming to see this town or see the area. I mean, why not sell a couple t-shirts? Why not make right. a book over? So yeah, exactly. So he time. like, you know, it, maybe they knew his history, but then now that he killed again, maybe they wanted to put an end to it. That's why maybe he called Sally. So I don't know. But let me ask you something. When they first arrived in that town, I don't. Did you see the Waxworks remake? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. It was an old Vincent Price movie. Right, and they remade and they it, but that's it what it like reminds me of when they, when they went into that town, because they, they went into a deserted town, and there was a church at the end of the street, kind of like how that was. So oh, okay. I, got the, I got that feeling, too, but yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's the one with Paris Hilton, right, or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think my, my girl's watching it a few months back. I just, whenever she watches stuff, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to be in my room and I'll catch yeah. up on my shows on the whatever. Um, yeah, I had that feeling when I first went into the town from that movie, too. Now, the um, the other thing uh, was, how the fuck do you get chopped in the face with a, a, a cleaver, fall down, get up, walk down the street, and then die? Wouldn't have you just bled out right then and there? Yeah, well, another thing, too, in that movie, he lifted up Sally Hardesty with the chainsaw, and then he revved it up, and then he swung her off of it, and then she was able to still still get two shots off. Like, like, there is no way. Like, it was, that's why, like, some of the stuff is, like, 
if they were going to have her do that, don't make her get hurt so bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But maybe literally lifted lifted up in the air and he revved up the chainsaw when she, he had her in the air and then flung her off of the chainsaw. Yeah. It's like, how how did you live, survive that? Uh, what was I going to say? Um, Oh yeah, it was a cleaver, and then he. We covered the bus scene. What was the other part that kind of didn't make any sense? The whole timeline oh, yeah, didn't make sense to me. Well, some of the kills that will we'll go back to the bus scene where that chick gets sawed in half through the window. I thought well, that was kind of crazy. I thought she was gonna live a little bit longer than that part because everyone else got got. She was kind of like the sub supporting actor in a way you know what i mean like she was right. the leader of the yeah. people everyone. um the scene that really got me okay in the original texas chainsaw we see leatherface looking out the window after he's getting all these people coming into his house and in you know almost in, like he looks out the window and it was like fuck this i'm gonna go on the offense Do you, whoever the fuck they're coming from i'm gonna go and find them and so he goes out I got that same feeling whenever that they started playing music in the town hall or whatever, or like the town square. And he's just in the window and he's just like freaking out. Cause like, Oh, that's where they're at. So I'm going to go after them. But did you get the same feeling off of that scene or no? Or yeah. Just- it's, it's like, he's, he's like protective of his, you know what I mean? It's like, he yeah. wanted them gone. He didn't want them there because you know, you watch the original, they grew up, they're out there doing whatever by themselves and stuff. And, you know, he, he acts like, you know, he's a child, but at the same time, he's, you know, he's a crazy and but he's real protective of his family. So yeah. it, it's, it's like, you, you kind of, it's like one of those characters, like you feel bad for him because, you know, he means well, but he, he just mentally unstable. So he doesn't really know what he's doing, yeah. you know, and that's the, just the way he was brought up. Like, you know, trespassers kill him. You know, you don't know what was instilled in him growing up back in the day. So the one thing, the one thing that one kind of like, just kind of like made me like, Ugh, was when she gets under the, under the floorboard or the floor of the house oh, and, and, the- and this chainsaw just goes the typical, I'm going to chainsaw through whatever to get to you. She's almost at the, I guess the cellar window, or whatever it would call be called to get uh, like the hatch window, and he cuts through the sewer line, and covers her in some. Yeah, that was stinky. That and was then rough. She, then her sister hugs her. I mean, I know it's raining, but I ain't gonna yeah. hug you. Right. As much as I love you, you're covered in shit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was hard for me to like. Like there was no, oh my god, you smell horrible, or you know, yeah, there was just, just like, straight hugs her, right? So that's love. Yeah, I miss my sister. Yeah, um, that's love. They come into the final battle of of finally just taking the fight to him. She, uh, the sister, what was her name, Lily? Or, yeah, she goes back to the mechanic's shop, or they actually drive the vehicle into the shop. Yeah, they crashed she, it. Yeah, so she manages to get the rifle from earlier in the film. With no luck, she starts, I think the clip falls out of the gun or something, which is like, unless she's holding it in a certain way and she clipped the release, that ain't going to happen. That's like cartoon 
like you know flag bank saying bang or whatever i think that's why they emphasize so much like i've never shot a gun before and and stuff like that so so she manages to go outside and sally who isn't dead passes her the shotgun or shoots at him first and then passes the torch and then dies they go and fight him in in uh, i guess it was a movie theater or something or some kind of hall yeah and it was a movie theater takes the fight to him the the celebrity sister hits him upside like, i thought she cut his like his face from his chin up she uppercutted him with the chainsaw on the chin <clears throat> yeah but it wasn't running i'm assuming she did she cut his i thought she you know cut his chin up or whatever he falls back, and you think he's dead because he's in the uh, he drowns in the shallow pool. But they never stay down, bro. They never stay down. And he was did shot you, like six times. Did the ending really shock you, or did it was like okay, that's a no? Good, I was waiting for him to come back because yeah, because I, I, I was like something's gonna happen because I know they just didn't kill him off because even though he was uppercutted with the chainsaw and shot like six, seven times. I was like, they're they're not going to end it like this. There's no way. So whenever it happens in every movie, like yeah, yeah it. So, but when she, when he cut off her head, that was I wasn't expecting that. And she just she's being driven away, and with the, what is it like an autopilot? Autopilot. Vehicle? Yeah, the autopilot. They're trying to get that uh, Tesla money, that Elon Musk money. Yeah. You know, he's in Austin. Something. Yeah, that's probably what it was. All right, as a whole. What would you rank this movie since you're diehard Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What's, what's what's the what's my scale I have to work with? What's your verdict? Is it five or a ten or we're going gladiator style? Is it up down? It's down. It's down. Yeah, it's down. It's the timeline didn't make sense. The that that's the main thing that threw me off because she's remember the old lady said. I opened this orphanage. I've been running this orphanage for 50 years. Hmm. So that means he probably was like her first orphan that she took in. Right? Because it's yeah. 50 years later. So he had, to been there, he had to have been there from the beginning. And I don't see, you know, maybe it's his mental state that drives him or whatever. But yeah. Leatherface is like 70 years old, if not older. Because I was going to say, if he was an orphan under her care, what happened? I mean, obviously, Grandpa was old, but did he suddenly die? And then uh, the big brother, who we come to find out, in the first movie, he's he's known as the cook, right? He doesn't have a name. Right. So what happened to him? Did he pass away? They, they probably or die. I mean, if it was 50 years later, they were already old in that movie. So like for, her, for her to take him under her care, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. How did he end up in the orphanage? Right, he probably um, ended up there because, but he would have been like in his twenties. What are you doing in you know that old going to an orphanage to exactly. begin with? So I get where that, you're coming from with like it does, the timeline doesn't make any sense and good yeah, enough that, to, like, to introduce people to like oh like uh, like personally I haven't like I said from beginning to end seen every movie like I, I've seen parts here and there. So, but like I said, going into uh, the next generation. Now I'm really intrigued, and since you know, and like we had talked before, to go and watch these movies from beginning to end, and then coming to you, and then doing that whole you know, bouncing 
because you know where all the spots are at and the history of these movies. Right. And so I was trying to like, now I'm intrigued now, like I'm finding this, uh, I think the original was on uh, Amazon Prime, but the other two, part two and part three, I have to either find them on different streaming sites or uh, do a little uh, old school torrent DL. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited, bro, because I'm, uh, you know, not only to chop it up with you, but, uh, you know, watch these movies that, like, I never really took the initiative to go and watch beginning to end. Because, like I said, growing up, I was a little, it, the clown, fucked me up, bro. It just said, you you ain't watching no scary movies no more. Like, I know there's a movie out there. Maybe you you know this from whatever little information I'm going to give you. Where a woman is cooking someone's tongue. I have the memory of walking in my cousins as they're watching, they're in the living room watching a movie, and they're all like, ew, it's, it's, um, can't say in Spanish, it's lengua, lengua. Where somebody, they cut, like it was a killer or somebody, and they cut the tongue off and they put it on the skillet. And that's it. I, was, I just walked in. I'm just like that Simpsons meme. I walked in and I turned around and walked back to my to the outside to play. Shit, that I can't. I can't think of that. It might. It sounds familiar because I can almost picture it. But they did in the next generation. I don't know what they were cooking on the stove. Remember they, that? They were making. They fucking. They went from human barbecue to fucking veggie pizza, bro. Yeah, they got some pizza. And if you notice in the background, there's an HUB when she was at the, I think that yeah. was the shortstop at the, the HUB in Pflugerville. And a Diamond Shamrock too, right? Yeah. Diamond Shamrock is what Valero is today. Yeah, because <laughs> I always look in the background of those movies to be like, Yeah, oh, I was going to, I was bringing that whenever I thought you could come on. I was going to bring that up. Like, hey, there's an HUB there. That's that one in Pflugerville right off of 35. <laughs> now, Rocky, he has a, uh, uh, family in Texas, so he might know what HEB is, and I really wanted to get y'all together, because I know he's a horror fan, and uh, he has that show, Super Ugly Show, and so they're always talking about pop, random pop culture, but it would have been nice to get link y'all together, and, you know, I told, I gave you a shout out if you heard the episode in the beginning, so. Yeah, I appreciate that. And so, yeah, man, uh, with that being said, I want to thank you for jumping on to talk about the Netflix movie. Uh, this is going to be on the extra butter feed and I might just put it on the main feed just to, uh, cause I did, I think I did that one year where I, I kind of like, Hey, this is what I have over here. And I put it on the main feed. So I might do that, but I know we're going to link up again soon to start talking about each individual movie. Like I believe the first three. As soon and as then, you watch them, you got to yeah, watch them. Watch them. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you want to plug? I know you've been to some conventions. I saw you last. You just went to one. No, man. I just I did a cult classic convention a few weekends ago in Bastrop, which they did some scenes from part two there. Takes a chance on Massacre. And, uh, you know, I just I love that place. Roy, the guy that puts it on, he's the one that owns the, the gas station from the original movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, and last weekend I went to Nas Rock Two Fest here in Austin, and I didn't bang, but I always like to go and support my people. Okay. You know, I'll go and yeah. so I, I like to support them because with what they do, and I'm just yeah. all about supporting people. You know, I'll help whoever I can, and 
yeah. you know I'm, I'm trying to make it too but at the same time i want to i want i want to see all my buddies succeed i want to see everybody oh, yeah. do good so i want this show to do good that's wild i want those guys to do good oh yeah my boy mike for day rain i want him to do good i just want everybody to do good and you know we can at the end of the day i just want to be able to say hey man i knew you could do it congratulations yeah you know? so yeah like just, just support like put like bringing people up you know and just if there's too much negativity out there where it's like you know people are like oh good job and then they turn around and it's just like oh this dude ain't gonna make you know what i mean like enough of that be, yeah just, just because you're doing the same like you and that's wild they you guys are doing the same thing me and mike do the same thing it don't mean we have to be in competition we can yeah. help each other just you know just... I, love, I love watching those guys they're just when they had guests on and now they're, they're you know, back to just having conversation it's it's a good time to just see that and 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 i wish they would see their comments i don't know if they do or not i don't know how they're set up here but like i'll be there and i'll just uh putting comments on youtube or whatever and uh just yeah, man, it's all about helping. I mean, not just helping, supporting, retweeting stuff, but like just being a fan and right. being supportive and just like clapping and just taking inspiration. I mean, you can take what I do and put it towards something that you're going to do later down the road. And then, you know, like for you personally, if you ever need help setting up or something like that, let's hit me up and throw some ideas your way. And I'm sure Tito and ever be, you know, just as supportive also, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm the same way. If you need me to do something for you, like a logo design or something, then just, you know, I don't have a problem doing it. Just, you know, just uh, just let me know. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, but yeah. You you guys can see right there in his uh, banners, creator, writer, artist, and print design. Y'all go check him out at Alex Sanchez Art on Twitter. And of course, if you follow me, you know I got you on the description of this podcast. Click on that Twitter handle. I mean, like you said, it's all about helping. It's all about supporting your fellow man, your fellow creative mind, you know, because who knows later down the road? Hey, can you help me with this script? Can, hey, can you help me with this? Hey, yeah. I have an idea for this. Or you'd make a perfect person to be in this character or whatever. You and one thing, can, can I add one thing? To, yeah, to anybody on, that listens or watches or whatever, like, I don't want, because I don't get hung up on, like, social media and stuff like that. But I'm just letting people know right now that likes, retweets, you know, uh, follows, they don't equal to sales. I sell more products than people that have, like, 3,000 followers or get, like, 3,000 likes or, you know, it. I don't want people to get discouraged about that stuff. Like, don't get discouraged about social media. Just keep doing your thing, and you know that, that stuff don't generate sales. If that thing, you, if that generated sales, you could be doing this full time. Do you have like a, a like a merch store or something like that? Or I see you. No, I'm, I'm still working on the website and stuff, right? But um, so well, I, I have a little store up on the website pretty soon. And, you know, basically I just sell my stuff through word of mouth. People will just DM me or hit me up and say, Hey, can I get a comic or Hey, that's how yeah. Tito got a t-shirt, you know, and, you know, in the comics. So, you know, okay. I'll send yeah. you one. So. Yeah, we'll link up, we'll link up. But like, uh, like, no, cause I will say, cause I want to push that merch. Cause I know you've got some, like you said, comics and everything and just put that in like some in a tweet or something, or just to push, people traffic that way you know what i mean because 
it's it's hard having a, a virtual store. I know because I've got one. <laughs> but yeah. like when you're out in cons and stuff like that, you you've got merchandise there for people to purchase, and so that's that's I think that's badass. So you're able to go to these different places, and then, like you said, you've had people come back to see you. And, yeah, and, that's that's very humbling when you see the same people like at shows like, oh, yeah, I bought this last time. I'm going to go ahead and get this this time. Like they'll yeah. get your new they'll buy your new stuff. Every time you have something new, they buy it. So that's, you know, that's it, awesome. it's, it's it's humbling. You know, it's I'll, I'll never get tired of it. I'm always going to be me and I'll I'll always appreciate everything. So that's but, awesome. Brother. Yeah. So with that being said, I want to thank you again for being on this episode and let me know in the description, guys, if you've seen this on the, on the YouTube, we're streaming right now. I don't know how good it is, but I know we're, we are streaming. Uh, the episode will come out this Friday and please go like and subscribe to everything Alex has going on. That's Alex Sanchez art on Twitter. And then of course, all my stuff is shut up popcorn. Hit up. Uh, shutuppopcorn.com for all the uh, links and the link tree and all that jazz. Any last words? Anything else you want to? No, I just, just want to say I appreciate you having me. And anytime you want to discuss these type of movies, just let me know. I'll be here. I'm I'm planning something for next October to do the kind of same thing. And I'll definitely hit you up and we can go into other things. And then, of course, like you said, you're a Star Wars fan, so we might dive yeah. into and Star Wars stuff. I've did a previous episode. We can just redo that. It, I'm down for whatever. So if I've got the time and nothing comes up, you know, it's all about. Uh, 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 I was gonna say maximizing your times or whatever, but I'm no, right. I'm good. <laughs> evenings are good, and but I I really can't wait to discuss more of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies with you. Hell yeah, I'll get with you and we'll, and we'll get the ball rolling on that first one. And then yeah. uh, gonna end the show like I normally do. If you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Take care of yourself and everybody else in your life. Nanu, nanu. All right, appreciate it. Later, brother. Yay!